Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's a lovely time. How you doing? It is our 200th episode of this podcast. Wow. Unbelievably. I know. Is there anything you wanted to lead off with? <laughs> well, before, but yes, I do. I have something I want to lead off with, but we did a, remember we had. That's a pretty good lead off we, right we there. We had our one, we didn't do anything. I'm in my pajamas. Are you in your pajamas? I'm. No, I'm completely nude okay. actually. I, we did our 100th episode. We had a big party. I'm wearing a hat. At third, yeah, we did. At third and place kind of... books, that was so fun, and it just uh, because of our geography now, it was just difficult to try to plan another. Well, party. I guess if we'd have thought about it, Lisa, sooner, I could have swung a, a thing where we did that. So maybe we'll do it for two fifty or something like that. Should we get that far? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had Dustin Hornby. Um, uh, people who maybe have stumbled onto this podcast don't know that. Lisa Foster and and me used to be radio partners in Seattle radio, uh, but this podcast takes a bit of that. But it, it's it, you don't have to. It was not like a required introductory course in in order right. to listen to this podcast. It just happens to be a fact, and that's how we got to know each other. Yeah. Uh, so we've done two hundred podcasts. Yeah. Do you have any like important music we could maybe? insert yes. here for that because i feel like we we didn't really do anything to mark it yeah. but maybe just some important music might be okay good. I, you kind of caught me uh flat-footed here let me how about this one <laughs> no, no that, <laughs> that's not really no try something here's another like, this it, it, possibility okay. Grand, um, oh. big, um, oh, big. Um, something that's uh, monumental and and important sounding. Do you have anything that? Got it. Got it. I wasn't expecting that. Sorry. I wasn't ready to go as I should. Put you on the on the spot by that. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We've we've had some wonderful feedback listeners. And by the way, it's a good time to remind people follow us on on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh, Twitter or at Peculiar Podcast. And um, we always love to get your emails and yep. phone calls and texts. We love yeah. anybody to follow us except the police. <laughs> yeah. Not that. Not again. Very please. true. All right, I have something I need to ask you. <clears throat> 
All right, axe well, away. Well, two things I want to I want to I want to kind of catch up. Our last episode uh, was right before you had acquired your new puppy, so hold on to that because I need to I want to know how that's going. But the first thing I need to ask you, and yes. I don't I don't follow football. I don't care about football. I don't. I don't think it's fun. I don't I don't really but I do care about fairness. I care about rules. I care about um, doing the right thing. Those are mm. things See the, the you're, you and I could not be more different. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so I'm I in my uh, consumption of of news and and stuff this weekend, the big NFC or KFC or whatever stupid KFC, yeah, it's the KFC, KFC football, the player. chicken bowl, yeah. <laughs> See, I told you I don't follow this stuff, but there's some big brouhaha about the Rams and the Saints game, and I I I'm gonna just for those who didn't listen to it, then this is important because I don't follow sports, I don't understand how, which is again. So silly because I was your sports reporter for about five minutes during our. I remember. Our radio I remember that. In fact, we, we have a question from a a, a listener. Oh. Uh, that is attendant to that. That will I'll, oh. I'll read later. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. For this two hundredth anniversary. So apparently, apparently, there's some big controversy about something called a pass interference. Now, now, before yeah. you explain this to me, the only thing that I could th- that that struck me when I heard. The, the past interference and should have been called a fa- Isn't that the whole point of the game is to interfere with the passes? Isn't that the whole point? You don't just stand by and go, oh, you don't stand by politely and go, oh, that guy's trying to make a pass. I'm going to stand over here respectfully and let him do it. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, there, there wouldn't be a lot of reason for the defensive player to be on the field if it was just uh, here, I'm going to throw you the ball now. Don't don't hit, don't touch him. <laughs> don't even look at so him. So I don't understand what all the uh, what everybody's so upset about. Well, by the time that we this podcast comes on, we're right in the teeth of the Super right, Bowl upcoming. Right. And so, what happened? And I watched that game, and I howled immediately as I. And it didn't matter which team you were pulling for, although, all in all, wouldn't you want to pull for a team called the Saints? Oh! They weren't able to pull a miracle out of this game. And this game was to to determine who was going to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. KFC. Uh, the KFC. And so uh, at the end of the game, it was very close to the end of the game, uh, the uh, quarterback for the Saints throws a lovely pass to a receiver. Uh-huh. But before he can quite catch the ball, mm-hmm. the uh, defensive player practically knocks his head off. Isn't that the as, point? It, Isn't that it was the as point? Near, it was as near to a decapitation as you're ever going to see in a football <laughs> game. And and I don't understand every aspect of it, but if you watch enough football, you 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 know when there's a grievous penalty to be called and when it's marginal and, well, maybe it was a penalty, maybe it wasn't. This was absolutely... Okay, you still uh, haven't. Ex- should have been. You, you should have gotten a you penalty. You still haven't he just, explained he, to me the player, the defensive player. First of all, you got to, you have to look like you're looking back for the ball. 
You can't just plow into another player, knock him out of the play without without any attention to where the ball is in the air. That's what you're supposed to well, do. that's dumb. This guy never looked back at the ball. He just completely blocked into this receiver before the ball quite I got there. I think that should be fair. I'm sorry. I think that should be fair. What's so unfair well, about that? Because you've got not given the receiver, you got to give the receiver an opportunity to try to catch the ball. Oh, that the is things the you, dumbest the thing. The things I've you ever can heard. do as a defensive player are to bat the ball away. You can, you can even touch touch the other player to some extent, uh-huh. or you can intercept that pass yourself. But the best way to make an interception is to look back at the ball and see where it is. This uh. guy didn't do it, and uh, and the reason it's important and it's you know water over the dam or under the bridge by now, but uh, the, the Rams, you know, a lot of players' contracts are tied to whether they're going to get, uh, you could get a $100,000 bonus if we make the Super Bowl. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I get uh, it, you know, I get it. There's it. a lot of money involved, a lot of prestige. I get it. Team works very hard to get to the Super Bowl, and then for it to be taken away uh, for this from the Saints uh, on a, what should have probably been uh, a major penalty, and then the Saints were at a point in the game where they could have just played the clock out. Okay, that, okay, blah, 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 blah. okay. Instead, that the Rams bring, are going. That brings me to my second question, then. The, Let me say this. What? This is even a bolder statement. What? I will not be watching the <gasps> Super Bowl. Partly because of that play. Not that I was a big, You're gonna big watch. fan of the Saints. You're going to watch. No, I'm not. <gasps> I'm not. I do not have any interest in watching a team, uh, the, the Tom Brady show again. I, no, no, thank you. I don't want to see it. Mm. I'm not that keen on the Rams, who were, the, of course, the, the tar baby for the yeah. division that the Seahawks play in. So Okay, I don't even know what it is. There's just I, nothing compelling. I, I don't even know what any of that means. But um, So this brings me to my second question. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. See, I knew I was asking the right person. So my second well, question is this. Not only are they all PO'd about the bad call on the play, they're, P- yeah, that one will hurt they're PO'd about there's some sort of replay rule. What the... So what the heck is that? So this, I, I what how, how I understand it is that, well, they they can't d- look at the film and make a call that way, and now people want a whole do over for the whole game, which I think is hilarious. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I get it. If I was a Rams fan, I mean, a, a Saints fan, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, get, I couldn't get over this. Uh, they they were robbed. So, they really were. So th- this replay rule, though, apparently only applies to certain things that happen. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like um, if the guy's head did come off, maybe then then they would replay the film and say, "Well, we need to make a we need to make a flaggy yeah, flaggy I call." I don't think you. I don't think you can. Um, I, I that's a uh, referee's uh, line judge's opinion about that. There was no penalty there, so. So that's just how it is. It's it's like a calling a strike or a ball in baseball. Yeah. You can't replay that or study it. That's just the way it is. Uh, things in football was a catch, a legal catch, were his feet in bounds, that kind of thing. Okay. That that was worth a replay to decide for sure. Okay. What whether the call was wrong you know or what? right. But you know what? It's very nebulous. I I've had my fill of football talk. 
I'm good now. Okay. I'm, well, you brought it I up. Know. I, I know. You know I brought I it up. I just. Such a thing. But, but not because I care about the game. I care about, you know. Oh, when the Rams. Oh, when the Rams. Come marching in. Come marching in. Oh, when the Rams. Come marching in. He says they need to put the Super Bowl under protest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. When the Rams. Come marching in. Instead. Which then brings me to the next thing I want to talk to you about, which yes. we just heard a preview just a few seconds ago. I heard I heard that? some wailing in the background, yeah. which I'm going to yeah. assume is your new puppy, baby Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. Where is he right now? Is he, does he, he, he why is he? He's at the foot of the stairs. Oh, and he's crying? Uh, <laughs> from my studio, but I have a little gate there, so he can't, <laughs> he's trying to breach it, but he can't so far. And he's mad. <laughs> Oh my God! This this dog. I, maybe all dogs are like this, but this guy's a monster. I told you right now. What did I tell you? Right now he's a monster. I, he, did the mash. he did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. This is what I told you, and I just would like to remind you back. Two and a half years ago, two years ago when I got baby Sherman, and I didn't have anybody to help me. You and Patty at least have yourselves, but I was talking to you trying to get some sympathy, and I'm like losing my mind, and you guys totally poo-pooed me all the way around. You're like, oh, it's fine. You could leave. I remember you said, you could leave a puppy on the porch, and he'll find his way home every night, and I'm like, so I'm trying to have some sympathy for you, but you didn't give me much when I was going through my puppy woes. No, I didn't earn your sympathy, but I, I will. I'll say that you know this is not our first dog. We've had a couple before. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I, but but you blissfully forget about the puppy stage. <laughs> yes, you do. And it's hellish. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of things. He's biting us because oh, he's teething. Yeah. He's nipping at us. He, uh, you know, I'll I'll stand outside for like two hours with him, waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. Okay. Come on back in, and then he takes a dump <laughs> once he gets in the house. That's what Sherman did. It's infuriating. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, uh, this this is what we're going through right now. He has about three crazy periods a day, where he just grabs the this a toy and runs back and forth and back and forth. <laughs> That's so cute. That's good. He's burning yeah. off energy. That's the key: is to tire his little ass out. That's what I found with Sherman. Just tire his little butt out. Yeah. Well, you know, it. That's one thing, but it it doesn't help. It's like. If a, a little kid is a, a holy terror anyway, and then somebody buys him a set of drums, <laughs> that's sort of what you provided us with. <laughs> I did. I g- in a to- <laughs> in a toy that you gave us. Do you have it handy? Because I yes, I okay, do. Okay, before before you play the the, the toy, I want to keep everybody up to date on why I did this because I made the mistake of buying this toy. For Sherman when he was little, and this was all I heard, day and night, night and day, and it drove me up the wall, and I just figured, you know what? I think Pat and Patty should suffer as much as I did with this toy, so that's why. This is it. It's it's a little soft, plush, blue mouse (laughs) toy, and when the dog puts his lips on it, this is the song it plays. And the dog runs back and forth with it, back and forth. And he's growling. It goes, this this thing not only reflects how crazy the dog is, 
but it encourages him to be even more crazy. <laughs> it's the most insidious little song, and oh, it, it gets it goes yeah, in your brain like yeah. one of those musical earworms. I know, and you can't get yeah, it I out. know, and then and, and we're walking around the house going. So my niece had spent some time with me, and we made up a rule that every time it went off, you you had to stop whatever you were doing and start dancing. And you had to, yeah. (laughs) It didn't matter if you were in the shower, if you were washing dishes, you just had to stop and dance. We we found ourselves doing that. I know, it's annoying. But the dog just, it's, of course, the most obnoxious toy would be the dog's favorite toy. And and it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good Lord. I'm sorry. Yeah. It happens all day long, all night long, and it's in my brain all day. So even if he's not playing with it, that little (laughs) song, I'm thinking, well, there must be something. Somebody not only recorded the music, but someone penned the lyrics. And there must be meaning to. <laughs> what is he trying to say? Oh my god! It just makes me laugh. Oh god! But I am surprised that this toy has lasted this yeah, long. Yeah, it'll break. Don't, Dogs it, can it, tear it, things apart. Well, really the, fast. here's the sad part about that. Yes, it, he will be able to tear it apart. Somebody made the actual music box inside virtually indestructible because I have just the box that's now sitting on top of my... And you can just press it every once in a while and then you'll hear this. It's like the black box on an airplane. (laughs) Yes! Stop it! Now that your dogs are beyond puppies, why why do you keep that thing around? I think it's it's funny. And it... It's it it's gonna go into the closet as soon as we, as soon as we get him out of puppy stage. Oh, don't take his fate. No, he he'll still like that toy as an adult. No, I think he'll want something more sophisticated <laughs> and quiet. As he as he gets older and <laughs> yes. more more cerebral. Yeah. he's a boy, yeah. remember? So yeah. yeah. Well, but when we when we first got this pup, he was probably his body shape was more like a bulldog. He was squat. And, and kind of round, even a little fat, and he had stumpy little legs. And, and we should remind everybody, he's a Springer Spaniel. He's a gorgeous yeah. little Springer Spaniel. He's, his body has completely changed. Yeah, I know. Now. He's got long legs, slender body. Uh, it, it, it's just, he doesn't even look like a little dog unless you put him in context with a bigger dog or, you know, against a piece of furniture or something. He looks full grown, in, unless you have some. Yeah, he got big. Something to compare him to. You texted me a picture yesterday of him, and he he's gotten he's he's grown. You can probably hear him grow. But don't worry, I I and I know you know this, but it bears repeating from somebody who went through this recently. This. You mean this? <laughs> or something else? Just this puppy, this infuriating puppy stage. He, and I remember Patty saying this to me. She said, he looks to you for direction. He looks to you as um, as his caretaker. So I had to really calm my myself down and just not take everything yeah. so seriously. And the other thing I learned is you just have to manage, manage, manage. If he's, you know, Sherman would take the area rugs, the big area rugs, and drag them all over the house. It would infuriate yeah, me. Yeah, this dog's doing so that. So yeah. my trainer said, well, then don't put area rugs down for now pick them all up oh okay i'll pick them all up and and a few months later i was able to put them down and he didn't drag them around life is a drag life is just a pose in a rag you can play the part of pressure or pastor of harley 
something in there, but I sorry. That's somewhat encouraging. Yeah, it'll it'll pass, it and is. you'll love him and bond with him. And Baby Sherman, we Baby Sherman and I, I think hated each other for the first three to six months, and then we kind of got through all of that. And he's just the best okay. little guy. Okay, now now, um, so you said three to six months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what would be a reasonable? Sorry. At what point? Do I pull the plug and take him back? No, no. To the place no, we got him no, and said, no, you know no, what? no, we... no, no, stop it. Because that is what everybody goes through who gets a puppy is I'm taking him back, I'm taking him back. And this is what... But I mean, what, do I have to wait till he's five no, years old, six, no, seven? No, I just said, it, you've got to manage him <laughs> and he'll be fine. I know. I, I, I know, though. I'm telling you, I felt so guilty because I had those thoughts go through my head like, I, I'm taking him back. That's I can't do this. This I can't even. I can't. I hate him. He hates me. I hate it. Take it back. And I did. We'd look at each other, and no. we'd hate each other. And and but after it was right around the six month mark, we started to understand each other. I was gentler about, um, just kind of not freaking out about every little thing. He's a baby for crying out loud. He doesn't know anything. And and I felt bad because I'm like, yeah, I can't expect him to know everything. I have to teach him. So you well, have to teach. I, you know, I, I, uh, to my credit, I have tried to reason with this dog. <laughs> yeah, well, I that's have. good. And they say when he starts biting on you, for example, if he's biting uh -huh. your hand, give him something else to bite yeah. on. So I'll give him like my leg <laughs> instead, and it works. That's awesome. Okay. Well, yeah, I got a lot yeah. to learn. Got a lot to learn. All right. Anyway, we love him yeah. dearly. Of good. course, he's, he's just infuriating because. Uh, he just, you think you got, oh, and then I try to chart progress. I said, he's a little better today. Yeah. He's a slightly better today. And then he'll go crazy. <laughs> he'll like, no, he's not, he's yeah, not any better he's today. just a baby. He's just a baby. Okay, so here it is, our 200th yeah. episode, and you uh, took the reins on this thing and put a thing out on Facebook, uh, present to any of our listeners, the, you know, the millions of them that yeah. there are, if you have any questions that you would like answered regarding this podcast, uh, our ourselves or whatever, mm -hmm. this would be a forum in, in, uh, in deference to our 200th episode yes we would and we would answer them truthfully and um yeah so kind of confessionals maybe i don't know so we we received some you, right yeah we did yeah okay now i got a couple that came my way too so i don't know how you want to do well, this uh, I gotta, I gotta look them up. I completely, to be honest with you, forgot about this part. Um, oh, you did. <laughs> but wasn't this your idea? <laughs> I <laughs> suck so bad. I totally forgot we were. Tell you what, why don't I uh, play a little music while you're looking for it? <laughs> I can hear just people just snapping I'm, off their phones. I'm still and... looking. 
laptops. Oh my God, that's funny. Okay, uh, hold on. I'm telling you, that song is going to be stuck in everybody's ear. There's something so insidious I about know. it. Uh, okay. While you're looking, I I'm got. Gonna, I I'm yeah. Read, read what I, you got, because I'm. Did you find? Here's one I received, um, and uh, it doesn't say who it's from. Brad from somewhere, but I don't know. Um, says some nice words, but then Brad says, "I would like your response, Mr. Cashman, to the following." They say, "Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers." How many peppers did Peter Piper pick? Mm. Now. As you know, Lisa, that's a long traditional question, but I want to break it down as uh, as the question that it really is, and it and I think it's a flawed question. Ah. Uh, Brad, you say Peter Piper like it's someone we're supposed to know. Oh, Peter Piper mm. said this. Oh, like the Pope <laughs> said this. Uh, President Trump. Oh, oh, we know Peter Piper. We don't know Peter Good Piper. Point. So <clears throat> you need to introduce who the hell is Peter Piper first of all. In truth, we don't know him, so the credibility of said pickled pepper picker, Peter Piper, is at best unknown, but at least, and it's worst, it's meaningless. But there's oh my more. gosh. This is getting oh me my gosh. Up. The key thing here is that peppers that may or may not have been picked were most certainly not pickled at the time of picking. You can't pick pickle a pepper until post-picked. Would oh, you yeah, yeah, that? yeah. You make, you make a... So he's not you're, picking Yeah, you're making a peppers. lot of sense on this. The peppers Peter Piper picked may have been picked post-picking, but not pre-picking. Couldn't happen. So the proposition that Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers is patently preposterous, perfectly paralogical, and practically pointless. And so I hope that satisfies your curiosity, Brad. And then he asks another question about a woodchuck, uh, okay. and I'm not that's, going there. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, we had one from Rob on our Facebook page. And I think this... Is it Rob no, Banks? I think this is a good time to, to revisit this. We haven't talked about this in a long time. He says, what happens when you stick it to the man and turn the pineapple upside down? Cake mixes upside down. Mm. Is the man still stuck? So um, I think it's a good yeah. good time yeah. to revisit the whole pineapple upside down, stick it to the man thing, which started decades ago. Decades ago. It did. By you. In fact, it first occurred to me when I was in high school working at a grocery store. And I thought, this is an odd product, pineapple upside down cake mix. And so, as an inside job, I started turning those, <laughs> the, I think it was Duncan Hines, if I'm not mistaken, and I started turning them upside down. I said, upside down, you're turning me, you're giving love and stick to me, round and round, you're turning me, upside down, boy, you turn me. And then, you know, pretty soon it, it, I got a little crazier with it. I did fooled around with the frozen turnovers um, and things like that. But but the staying power of the upside down, pineapple upside down cake was, the premise of it was that it is an act of justifiable rebellion <laughs> against the man. Because that if it's a pineapple upside down cake, even in the mixed stage, it should be upside down and displayed that way. <laughs> that is, in effect, so, its natural state. <laughs> exactly. And so I took that. I took that as my mission, and then I talked about it on the radio. And pretty soon, some other, you know, very politically conscious we call individuals. Them, we call socially, them stick it to the men soldiers. Our, our soldiers. Yes, uh, soldiers, mm -hmm. rebels, uh, and. Um, 
So when you do this act in a, a supermarket, uh, well, first of all, they're very hard to find yeah. anymore. Uh, so I think, in a way, we quashed the Might rebellion have. so that the man is uh, afraid to display pineapple <laughs> You're upside right. down cake mixes. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so having um, listeners actually do it and take pictures and document it, awesome. Because we have yes. a ROT, reign of, it's called the Reign of Terror is what we've called it. Uh, we have an ROT yep. map on our website of all the places around the United States. And there are some countries where, we, where it's actually happened as well. And we actually keep up to date with the map. So if you have pictures, um, send them to us um, at Peculiar Podcast and we will... Um, Put it on the map. We won't identify you because we want to keep you anonymous, but we'll put it on the map. Yeah, we don't want you getting the, going into jail Correct. for something like this. Uh, here's some um, additional questions. This one from you actually is for you. Mr. Duff Sullivan said, congratulations, Lisa, on your 200th episode. Uh, on the radio show you and Pat used to do in the morning back in the day, so He's familiar with that old yeah. saw. He said, sometimes you would break into dance uh, yes. spontaneously without warning and and so vigorously sometimes that you, you seem to get out of control. Uh, you lose your balance and then you yeah. just fall into a heap, usually crashing into some furniture or right. a window. And to be clear, something. it was not and just then, da- annual dance. I was a on a tap dancing, on fire tap yeah. dancing. It was just... It would just hit me. I, it, it would just hit me, and I just have to go. I didn't care. I didn't care yeah, if we and, and were on the air, if we were in the middle of an interview or a commercial. I, I just had to do it. Now, I remember we were talking about the, the death of uh, one of America's heartthrobs, or and then all of a sudden you started dancing. It, the juxtaposition of of the serious news story we were reading, and you're. Need yeah. to dance. Uh, was well, jarring, it's more but... like dance Tourette's. It's, it's not anything I really yeah. had uh, control over. Uh, well, we know that right. now. Yeah. yeah, it was just as odd to me as it was. <laughs> Well, this fellow notes that you, you would do these yes. dances, but they always seem yeah. to end right. the same. It, you, and they would usually end with you falling, crashing into something, losing your balance. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and then the, the fellow, and this again, this is Dr. Duff Sullivan who's writing this. He says... Afterwards, Lisa Foster, you would painfully announce, I think I hurt my thing. Yes. Now, Miss Foster, I've been a general practice physician for nearly uh-huh. 30 years, and I have studied at the finest medical schools, and I keep up with all the medical journals and have done a lot of, lot of education yeah. here, and I have never heard of a part of the body called a thing. Well, he... Can you explain, well, please, yeah, what that correct. means? Yeah, he's correct. Absolutely correct, obviously, because there's nothing he called the body part called a thing. But what he's not realizing mm-hmm. is that the in the moment, the agony um, and the humiliation and the embarrassment and the shame, by the way, I had all of that stuff going on. It's very, It was very yeah, hard sure. for me to come up with what the actual 
I couldn't say, you know, I, I hurt my, um, you know, the, the part of the body. And so it would just come out. And I hurt my thing. And by the way, sometimes oh, there yeah. were things that I hurt that were, I didn't really want the radio audience to know exactly what it was because yeah. they were personal, uh, private, private things. things. And so, so there's, so there's yeah. a couple of, of reasons why I, I did that. And, um, and I also recall too, that you, you weren't very helpful um, when I did hurt my, I know, yeah, I know. When I did, yeah, you think, yeah. Well, there's a PS on here too from uh, Doctor yeah. Sullivan. He says, uh, "How is your thing now?" <laughs> well, he's confused. He what his problem is? He thinks that my thing is just one thing. It was a bunch of different things. I'd heard it. I would hurt a different oh, thing every time. Oh, okay. Well, that really, I never even no, asked you that I know. question. See, because myself. you didn't really care. Really? You, you didn't. No, now, now that's not fair. I cared. I just, I, what do I know from things? What? Well, you, you were know? there. You were standing there. You could see what thing it was. While I was walking down the beach one bright and sunny day, I saw a great big wooden box a-floating in the bay. I pulled it in and opened it up, and much to my surprise, ooh, I discovered a... Right before my eyes. Ooh, this song is called The Thing, right but even eyes, in 1950 when this was recorded, they couldn't say what the thing was. A guy I knew who'd buy most anything, but this is what he hollered at me as I walked in his shop. Ooh, get out of here with that. Before I call a cop. Ooh, get out of here with that. Before I call a cop. Well, I'm not going to def- I'm not going to defend it, but thank you for that, yeah. Dr. Duff. It's a Solomon. it's a very very good question. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of uh, cu- couple questions. Um, Julie wanted to know. Well, actually, I want to go back to Darren. Darren wanted to know: Did you once shoot a man just to watch him die? <laughs> Is this man's name yes, Darren yes. to dream? And he also wants to know. Uh, t- t- well, now where were you? Where were you? It is true that I did that. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, "Son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns." But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. But uh, I was actually in trucking. Uh, that's not but, uh, not, not Reno okay. so that part right there is a, is yeah erroneous. and then he also wanted to know if you used to dance in a flea circus see that's just a ridiculous question because you couldn't possibly yeah. do that uh well you'd crush all you'd crush all your uh, your well colleagues. if it were me yeah so not only would my thing get hurt but they would be dead so Here's one from James Jim Jameson. He does not disclose his location in this case. But James says some very nice things about the podcast. Congratulations on the 200th and all that. And then he said, I feel personally that all listeners should pay a fee for the privilege of listening to your podcast. Hmm. Uh, what, amount, what amount of money would you two suggest might be a, an appropriate subscription? You mean for fee? just one episode or for all of them? Because that's two different things. Uh yeah, oh, I guess uh, what would be a reasonable per episode price? Well, if it's a subscription fee where they have to pay to hear them all, I would just, I'd say a million. I don't know what you th- Yeah, I don't know. Million dollars. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars. If I had 
buy you furniture for your house Maybe a nice Chesterfield or an Ottoman And if I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you a K-car A nice, reliant automobile And if I had a million dollars I'd buy you We're talking 200 yeah. episodes. So. Yeah, but we've got more. We're not that stopping today. Right. That that breaks down to just uh, several thousand per episode. That's and that's affordable. You, I and think, you don't have to pay people. it all up front. If you want us to put you on a payment plan, we can do that. We want yeah. to work with you. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's funny you said a million for all of them. That is, That was the figure I, know, I had I know. in mind, too. That's why we're friends. That's, that's, that's why we're friends. Um, I have one other quick question about, um, and this is going to be a real throwback to our radio days. And these, I don't know, these memory memories are a bit, um, I'm, no, they're fuzzy. not fuzzy. No, they're not fuzzy. I'm super clear. No, Hazy, no, 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 no. I'm really, I'm very indistinct. clear on all of them. Um, but there, there's some... A little bit of happiness, but mostly pain associated for me with... Well, someone once said life is a collection of sorrows. Okay, so anyway, I... (laughs) Have, this is from Julie. She wants to know, are Billy and Nancy yeah. um, going to be on the podcast anytime soon? Are they going to get their own podcast? Mm-hmm. Does that girl or woman still treat them poorly? So you, you're going to need to back so way up and explain this. Cause, and I'm, I, I, yeah, I, man, I, we don't, we, we don't want to make this podcast so esoteric. Because yeah. I, like I said at the beginning, we, we don't care about the radio show. That, that's, that's over and done with. And, and we want new new listeners, and it isn't about the stuff we used to do. But I will just to clarify, Billy and Nancy. Billy was an actual goat, and Nancy was a cow. And that's not particularly interesting. But what is interesting is that we kept them Don't in the we. studio you did. with us. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. And I know you didn't like the idea of barn animals being in a recording radio studio, but uh, I just, you know, it, it started with this little goat that showed up. Somebody gave him to me at a radio remote. He was just a tiny little guy, except he bit me all the time. And uh, I didn't like that, so I, I found this toy for him. And it, over a period of time, it seemed to calm him down quite a bit. So Bill and so Billy was in the studio, and then later, we were someone said, "Well, you know, Billy needs a companion," and so that's where a female cow, named Nancy, came from. So we had both a cow and a, a yeah. goat in the studio. And, and so when we would have listeners, viewers who uh, wanted to come and view the uh, the radio broadcast, that's the first thing they would do because I said they were underneath yeah. the console in the studio, and people would look there first to see if we were making it up. That we had these barns, and I, I, I always maintain and, that they'd be happier <clears throat> outside in a pasture with 
grass and trees and flowers. And then you said, no, they're too attached to us. They've got to stay here. They're going to be upset if we turn them out. So that was, I think, one of the one of the few things that you and I fought about constantly. I mean, we never yeah, we never really fought, but that really, I mean, we almost broke up. Our the I almost that was bad. Yeah. Well, management didn't like it either. I mean, they were definitely yeah. on your side. Yeah. On that issue, and I finally, I finally uh, had uh, to say goodbye yeah. to Billy. Uh, all I have is like a quart. Uh, bottle of uh, goat milk in the refrigerator still that I can't throw out because it just reminds me of him and I can't believe that he produced that milk being a male it might, it might goat, not be but... milk <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you're right I maybe I should, should throw it out yeah. as for Nancy she she wound up on a farm somewhere I think out, out Carnation Farms and uh, yeah. I I see her maybe every six months or so. I'll drive out there. Uh, she she got a kind of a big head. I mean, uh, as you know, it happens. You get a radio part of a radio show, and then you get all yeah. full of yourself. And pretty soon, she couldn't even be milked anymore. I mean, she just said, get your hands off me sort of thing. So we kind of drifted apart that way. I'm sorry. But thanks to our listener for asking about, about that. that. Here's Here's one for you again. This is from Ace Bolger from Whitefish, Montana. I remember there was a time, Lisa, in your radio past when you were not only a, a news announcer, but you were so versatile that you also reported yes. on sports. I did. You did the weather Traffic, and all kinds yeah, of things, but uh -huh. sports. Yeah. So from your knowledge and clear love of <laughs> sports, can you make the case for why Edgar Martinez should finally be voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame this year? Uh, you know, I have, um, I've actually, I sat down and started to write a journal about this because I've, I've so, yeah. Did you? I mean, I have so many, huh. it's. Because people who would have listened to you in the day, like even talking about the, about the football stuff yeah. a moment ago, would say, well, she really isn't much of a sports yeah. fan, is she? How did, how does she purport to be yeah. reporting sports? Yeah, you're. But you actually have a thought about uh, Martinez. Yeah. Um, here, here's the thought. Because it's, it's... So what would be his reasons for being It's very layered. In? There's just a lot of angles to it. Um, there's a lot of, okay. of pros, a lot of cons. But here's what, here's what it boils sure. down for, uh, to for me. I don't care. <laughs> I just... Hmm. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. I thought your answer would be something like, God, he's, he's so extremely qualified. First of all, he has that wonderful accent. I uh -huh. believe it's Spanish. And he's nice looking. I think he'd look really yeah. good on a plaque. And then you'd, I thought you'd say, I think he had more touchdowns than anyone <laughs> ever has had. And then you'd say, I'd say, put Mr. Martinez into the Hall of Fame now, and he should be able to get into the Hall for free and not have to pay the for a ticket. All That's good what points, I thought you would and say. And you're right. Those all swirled around in my head, but the final thought was, I don't care. Sorry. Mm. Well, maybe uh, maybe uh, Melania can lend you a, yes. a coat that <laughs> shares that sentiment. Got a got a few more quickies, and then we yeah, got to close with a joke, and, and the 200th yeah, episode will be in the camp. Uh, from from Diane Diedrich of Granite Falls, Pat and Lisa, what is uh, that oh. smell? It's familiar, but I can't yeah. quite place it. I don't know. Do you know? 
Uh, I think it's burning no. rubber. No. No. Gosh, really? No. It smells... No. That's what I'm picking up. I'm smelling more of like a Christmas wreath. I'm not smelling any burning, but I'm smelling peanut butter. Too. Like a Christmas wreath that has been slathered with peanut mm. butter. I'm getting something else right now. I'm get. It's either the after after a beer party or uh, uh, brimstone. Oh, yeah. But it does not smell no, very right. good. Okay, finally, um, from Ronald from Ronald Trump, who says no relation. Pat and Lisa, could you recommend some books to read? A lot of podcasts and other shows have recommended books and movies. What movies and books sh- should be read and seen by everyone, especially those uh, who listen to Peculiar Podcast? Do you have any thoughts about I that? I do. I have such, and, and I'm going to be completely serious. I have such a wide variety of the types of books I like. I know that you like to, to read biographies, and, and I do too. Um, I, I favor autobiographies because I like books about cars. And, but I, I, there's a lot, I, I swing around on all different ones, and I, I stumbled across one that completely by accident that a friend had loaned to me that I w- would never have bought. Um, which you've done with me a couple times. You've given me books that I would have never looked in and found very interesting. But this is a recent book that came out by uh, uh, Delia Owens. It's called, and, and here's the thing, it's a great book with a really dumb title. Great, great, here's the I thing. know, great you go book, again. dumb title. It's called Where the Crawdads Sing. And uh, it's oh, yeah, very this good. And I, I... It's at the Mormon Tabernacle, isn't it? <laughs> No. Isn't that the no, answer? That's not the, there's no answer. Oh. It's not where do the crawdads okay. sing. It's it's a statement. Where the crawdads sing. Yeah. So anyway, that's oh. a recent book I just read, which I thought was um, fascinating, and I would loan it to everybody. Another book that I would uh, highly recommend uh, is a yes. Uh, this is a nonfiction book called um, "Strangers in Their Own Land." And I think this is an important book if you are caught up in any of the uh, political confusion happening right now and kind of kind of wondering why your sister voted a certain way or why your your aunt mm, voted I a see. certain way or whatever it is. But this is a really, really well done book called Strangers in Their Own Land. I would highly recommend it. So there. Boy, I didn't realize you'd have such serious good answers. I, I thought you'd say uh, I. I thought you'd say well. I'd say so anything in the cooking or drinking <laughs> realm is a must. Yeah, I don't need. And the Nancy Drew I books are awfully good, but you really have to concentrate and reread them to fully understand the meaning. <laughs> See, it's surprising you've known me for so long, but you really don't know me. Yeah. I guess I really don't. It, uh, um, I enjoy any book that you can also yes. color. But the but the great authors uh, are the best. I mean the old yeah. the old mm-hmm. masters Edgar Alpo, Rudyard Kiplington, Charles Dickey, Ernest Hemingway, <laughs> and I like some of the great female writers, and I know you do too, like Joyce James, and the author of Tim Sawyer and Huckleberry Hound, the great Shania Twain. You're, I think her real name was Samantha Clemens. You're not being any help at I, all. Any help at all. Among here's some no here's some serious titles I would recommend. Uh, Moby Dick. Now I never read that. Although they, they, 
they have ti- that title is censored in some yeah. counties. So look for the alternate title, Moby Johnson. <laughs> and uh, if you're a sports fan, I'd recommend Catcher in the Rye and, what? of course, the Harper Lee classic, uh, Takrilla yeah, Mockingbird. Now, what about movies? Well, and then we'll we wrap do this? this up. Let's just save our movie list for our next podcast because I want to talk to you a little bit about <clears throat> Oscar nominations. And Fair enough. I've got a whole bunch of stuff I want to talk about with movies. So we'll save that to the next podcast because I'm very eager to find out how you're going to close this episode. What joke have you chosen to close with? <clears throat> I, I, I picked a short, uh, quick joke. You know what we need? Uh, and it's... Better no, joke your book? jokes are good. You very rarely miss the mark with me on your jokes. But we need like a... A joke music opening like we need a produced you know well I have this little music I use yeah it's all right okay isn't it but we need something like that really sets it up maybe we shouldn't because then expectations will be too high (laughs) okay well now you've got me again don't be nervous about just about this joke because it's okay Okay, a man who is in the hospital to have his gangrene-infected leg amputated. Yeah, I hate that when that happens. Well, after he he wakes up after the operation, he's coming out of his anesthetic, and he says to the doctor, "Uh, uh, How am I doing, doc? Doctor says, Well, I've got bad news and good news. Uh, Well, what's what's the bad news? Well, the bad news is that we took off the wrong leg. I can't believe it. You took out the wrong leg. Yes, sorry. What, what's the good news? Well, the other leg is getting better. Wait, is that... Is that it? Yeah, that's it. There's no more to it? <laughs> that's it. You know, I'm not I'm not physically in the room with you right now because we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're podcasting from different states uh, at this point. I'm not in the same room. Can you just do me a favor and take your hand uh-huh. and hold it flat? Okay. And then just smack yourself in the forehead for me. <laughs> I thought that was one of the best jokes ever. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to play that toy and go lay down for a while. <laughs> okay. Good night. <laughs> oh, my God. Boom, boom, boom. I wandered on for many years, a victim of my fate, until one day I came upon St. Peter at the gate. And when I tried to take it inside, he told me where to go. Get out of here with that and take it down below. Oh, get out of here with that and take it down below. The moral of the story is if you're out on the beach, And you should see a great big box and it's within your reach. Don't ever stop and open it up. That's my advice to you. Cause you'll never get rid of them. No matter what you do. Oh, you'll never get rid of them. No matter what you do. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 